priest to come and he's going to read our scripture for us. morning. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil with his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. In whose eyes a vile person is, contem is contem contemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for your word, and we thank you, Father, for this moment. Father, sanctify our hearts and our minds, our ears, that we might hear what thus saith the Lord this morning. Father, I thank you this morning, God, that you have given us your everlasting word. For it is, Father, our food that we eat each and every day, and we love it. Father, will you please do what only you can do, transform our lives right now. I pray that the hearer, Lord God, will experience a closer a closeness with you that they haven't experienced before i pray lord god that we will hear things from you today that we have not heard before in a way that we can hear it like it's the first time even if we have heard the subject but we pray for fresh manner this morning from heaven and lord god just uh, awaken our hearts and minds we pray in jesus name amen, amen. you may be seated in the presence of the lord we're starting a brand new series today entitled Live Like Jesus. How I many of you know it's important to live like Jesus? I think my wife uh, mentioned it a moment ago how that, uh, I think no, Sister uh, Diver mentioned a moment ago how that we get so excited about famous people. We get excited about our famous football player, our famous basketball player. And uh, I remember that not too many years ago that uh, Charles Barkley, uh, he had said one time that he, he did not want to be a role model. He said, I'm not your role model. But there were still people that were trying to be like Charles Barkley and trying to be like Mike, Michael Jordan. But today I want to talk about trying to be like Jesus. I mean, know that should be the goal of every one of us is to be more like Jesus. The number one goal that God has for all of us is to conform us to the image of Christ. That means that when people see us, they're supposed to see the characteristics of Christ. So this series is about calling us to exemplify Christ-likeness in our everyday life. And so we're going to talk about, for the next few weeks, 
certain qualities that embody the person of Christ. And I pray this morning that these are things that if we don't follow through with these things, that they could hinder our spiritual growth. It will hinder our ability to pray effectively when we don't live out these things that we're going to be talking about. Today, we're going to be talking about integrity. Integrity. How many know that integrity is becoming more and more of a lost virtue in our society? It is not too uncommon to see many people who say one thing and they do another. Sometimes we see it even among Christians, whereby we're not people of integrity. But there's something about integrity that if we lose our ability to be people of integrity, people of truth, then we lose our voice. How I many you know what I'm talking about? We don't like to listen to people when we know that they're not trustworthy. When people talk about your name, when people say your name, what is the first thing that come out of their mouth about you? One of them should be that they're people of integrity. We had not too long ago, because you understand that many ministries and even many professionals, their lives and their careers have been destroyed because of a lack of integrity. Okay, not too long ago, we had a congressman from New York. I will not say his name, but he was involved in some internet chatter with someone other than his wife. And he had just gotten married about a year or so. He was only married, he had a very beautiful wife, but he was involved in this something there uh, that was inappropriate and lost his whole career because of that. Think of one of the greatest golfers, if not arguably the greatest golfer in our generation, who has status, fame. You know, everybody mentioned this person's name. It was like, woo, you know, he changed the game. But it was revealed that he had multiple affairs with women and not only lost his marriage, but lost his status, lost his reputation. And may I add, have not won a tournament since. We had not too long ago one of our presidents who stood before a camera and emphatically said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Later, he ended up confessing that he had, in fact, had improper relations with another woman. And when you think of this individual, as gifted and as talented as he was, he is somewhat scarred by what he did. Integrity. What do they all have in common? They all had a double life. Can we talk this morning? Amen. They were one thing in public, but they were something else behind closed doors. And the thing that we must remember is many of us, we work hard for what we got. I mean, I've been building my marriage with my wife for over 20 years. 20 years strong. Hallelujah. And you know that everything, some of us, you got careers and you got a reputation that is stellar. 
But do you not know that you can make one bad choice and it can undermine everything that you've built in your life. It will destroy you. God is grace. God is mercy. Thank him for his mercy. But the Bible also says that we reap what we what? We don't like to talk about that. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you reap. Now, does God help us? Does God somehow extend grace to us when we blow it? Yes, he does. And I thank him for that. I worship him. I pray. That's why I love him so much. But the consequences of what we do can linger on for many, many years. The Bible says that the church is the light of the world. What does that mean? And, and, and it's so easy to fall back and to allow the, uh, the, 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 the people of this world and the attitudes to, to just kind of sit back and adopt the same attitudes of the world. And, or just to kind of say, yeah, well, you know, if, if everybody else says it's OK, then maybe it is OK. The Bible says the church is a light of the world. You know, the church is supposed to raise the bar. The church is supposed to raise the bar. We are the light of the world. Jesus said that you have treasure in your earthen vessel. So we are supposed to be the light to lead people to what is right and what is true. The Bible also says in 2 Timothy, I believe, I believe 1 Timothy, actually, chapter 3, where it says that the church is the pillar and ground of truth. If anywhere people can go and find truth, it ought to be the people of God. It ought to be us. The church is the pillar and ground of truth. If you call yourself a believer and a Christian, you ought not be a liar. You ought not be a thief. You ought to be a person of integrity. When you lose your integrity, you lose your strength. People may not agree with you, but when you are a person of integrity, they respect you. But you lose your integrity or you don't, you violate your word. There's something about you that you lose that you can never get back. Because at the end of the day, all you have is your word. I mean, I have a lot of money. I mean, I have a lot of status, but I got my word. And what I say to you, I'm going to be a person of integrity. That's what I mean. The people of God ought to lead the way in this. Now, we're not, somebody is saying, somebody may be tempted to say, well, well, pastor, um, you know, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. I, I understand that. We do make mistakes. Nobody is perfect. But I, I think sometimes we, we use that as an excuse to justify what we choose to do. 
We got to be honest about this thing called the church and representatives of Christ. If I'm a Christian, and I am, and you're a Christian, I believe you are. When people look at you, boy, Brother Hubbard, that's a man of integrity. Ha! Strong man of integrity. Michelle is a woman of excellence, impeccable character. Dwight Eisenhower once said this. He says, the qualities of a, of, of, of a great man are vision, integrity, courage, understanding the power of articulation and profundity or the depth of his character. 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 Proverbs 18.16 says this, a man's gift make room for him and bring him before great men. You know, there are a lot of people that are gifted. They have charisma. But you know, your gift to take you places, but if your character ain't right, it'll bring you down. Mm-hmm. So whether you're a business person or whether you're a person that employs people or you're over people or you're a pastor or church leader, you always want to seek after people that, not, that are not just gifted, but you want to speak, seek after people that have character. That they're people of integrity, honesty. How do, we, how do we define integrity? Watch this. Integrity is one who is whole, complete as a person. It is uprightness in character and in action. They have moral soundness about them. I mean, know that when you are a person of integrity, you are powerful. People who don't walk in integrity and they come around you who is, who are, who was, whatever, a person of integrity, let me tell you something. They are intimidated of you. They are intimidated when they see that. Now watch this. See, image is what people think we are. Integrity is what we really are. What are you behind clothes? See, a lot of people measure their spiritual growth by what it looks like on the outside. But you know, you want to really measure where you are spiritually? What are you like when nobody's watching you? What are you like when you're not on the stage, the lights are not on? What are you like behind closed doors? See, 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 I had one brother one time, he told me, he came, he said, and he was sincere. I'm going to stop drinking, I'm going to stop smoking, I'm going to stop doing all that. He just went, and he was just so, you know, you know he was telling me all these things that he was going to stop doing a long list. But he failed. Because there was a whole lot of emphasis on what it looked like on the outside, but inside he was all, he was allowing his heart to, let anything into his heart, anything into his mind. And he failed because there was a lot of emphasis on what it looked like on the outside and not enough emphasis on what's really on the inside because what's really on the inside is what you really are. Not the image that you want everybody else to see. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? 
Now, I want to take it a step deeper. Can I go just a little bit deeper this morning? Now, watch this. If you have your Bible, if you want to write these down, you don't have, I don't have time to turn there because I, it, it'll just be too long. But listen to this. John 8, 44. Now, this is Jesus. Jesus was speaking to those who was questioning his authority, questioning his integrity. Have you ever, ever had anybody question your integrity? If you're a person of integrity, you don't like it when somebody questions your integrity. Jesus said this. Now, watch this. You are of your father, the devil. How many know that Jesus, he knew how to give it to you straight sometimes? And sometimes you got to tell you, sometimes you just got to be straight with people. There comes a point in time in life you learn that some folks you just can't play with. You just got to get, look, time to just boom. Let me drop this on you. Jesus said, boom, let me drop this on you. You are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. This is why no Christian have any business lying. I mean, lying usually involve you can't make a mistake and lie. Think about it. You can't make, lying has what we call malice and intent. You got to think about lying before you lie. He says that, watch it. Now listen to this. This is what he said. This, this is deep. He says, he says, now Satan is the father of lies. So that means that Every lie, deception, manipulation has its roots in Satan. Jesus said it this way. Satan has nothing in me. Nothing. Nada. Nothing. Watch this. I'll just read this verse to you. Colossians 3.9. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Right? So now that, how many know that, that before you got saved, if you were a thief, now that you're a believer, you ain't a thief no more. If you were a cheat before you got saved, now that you're saved, you're no longer a cheat no more. Because you've been what? Changed, supposedly. We're talking about putting off that old man. Look at the neighbor and say, take it off. Now, hopefully, they already took it off. But just in case, look at him again and say, I just want to make sure that you take him off. Tell him, did you take the old man off? Just make sure. Ephesians 4, 25, watch this. Therefore, putting away lying. Now, not that I want to get all deep this morning, but do we need to really define what lying is? I mean, anything that's not truth is what? He said, put aside some lying. Put away, watch this. He therefore put it away lying, which means all of it. Let each one of you speak what? Truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. But we're going to take it a step further. Revelation 21.8, watch this. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, Murderers, 
sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. If that don't keep you from wanting to lie, I don't know what else will keep you from lying. Because heaven, hell is going to be filled up with liars. You want to find, I mean, they're going to be all over the place. And because you are a believer and I'm a believer, I mean, no, that not, that's not supposed to be a part of our character. We're supposed to be people of honesty, people of, in, of, of impeccable character. People that, that the world can look at us and say, man, those, those, those people, you know, they, they got it together. I had somebody one time, they were, they were working with me in ministry, and they wanted to do something, and it was shady. I said, no, I can't do that. You don't need to go into what it is, and the person is not here, so don't, it's nobody here. But they wanted me to do something, and it was shady. Shady. And you a believer. I mean, no, the, the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. Amen. If the church ain't acting right, how can we expect them out there to act right? And how are we going to have any influence over them if we're walking in deception, lying, cheating, and stealing? Y'all still love me? Amen. You still going to honor me this month? Amen. Yeah, I'm going to preach the word whether y'all honor me or not. Y'all know that. But, you know, I don't want to get nobody upset because I love y'all. Second Corinthians chapter number three, verses one through three. Turn there real quick with me, please. Second Corinthians chapter number three. Come on, we going to have to just drive it out. Drive out deception, drive it out. Just, just draw it out, kick it out. Watch this. Do we begin again to commend ourselves? I'm in uh, chapter number three, verse uh, 2 Corinthians, verse number one. Do we begin again to commend ourselves or do we need, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. Paul said that we have been depositing life into you, and you are, have become a written epistle. You are the evidence of our declaration of the word of God to you. Paul says that you are written epistles. Let me tell you something. As the people of God, people are reading you every day. If you don't believe it, you as a Christian do something that they know is sinful or they perceive to be sinful. And all of a sudden, they're theologians. Why are you doing that? You ain't supposed to be doing it. You're a Christian. You ever had somebody in the world say that to you? I hope there ain't no validity what they're saying when they ask you that question. But people are reading your life. People are looking at you when you don't think they're looking at you. See, I'm what they call a trained observer. Ain't no fear with the Holy Ghost. So I'm doubly dangerous. 
But I, I've learned over the years, I'll watch people in their minute things. I watch people all the time. And you know what? People are watching. You watch people all the time. Because you go back home and you talk about it. People are looking at you. And watch this. If you're not who you say you are, it will come back and bite you. People are reading your life. It should, it should inspire you to want to live a God of life, to want to live holy, that you want to be a person of integrity. So when they have something to say about you, they can't accuse you. I got, I got, a, I got a dear relative of mine, love her to death, but lies all the time. My wife laughing. Y'all would never know who it is. I got hundreds and thousands of relatives all over the world. So don't even try to figure it out. But my wife knows. <laughs> She's grinning. She knows what I'm talking about. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to call you. I want to be, and never, ever, I ain't talking about like a slip-up. I'm talking about all the time. Life is characterized. It got to a point. You ever hear the story about the little wolf? Boy kept crying, crying wolf. And, then, you know, and it's like, that, that's how it is with their relative. It's like, I got to a point. They talk. I just, it's just like words. And I see the mouth moving, but I ain't hearing nothing. Because I know that I can't believe nothing they say. I, I can't because they lie too much. They're not people. But they go into church, raise their hands. Tell them, I love the Lord Jesus. Well, you think the Lord might have told you to stop lying? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's okay to love the Lord and all that, but come on. I mean, come, we need to be real about this, right? Do y'all want to play church or you want to be the church? I mean, do we want to play with this thing or we want to get real? We ain't trying to condemn nobody. We're just saying we got to, listen, we got to call one another up to a higher level of living. We got to call each other up to a higher standard. Look, look, if you got a problem this morning, you got a problem of lying, deceiving, stealing, cheating, and you're not a person of integrity, don't get mad. Just say, you know what? You rung my bell. That's me. I'm getting it right. Amen. Ain't no need to sit up here and get mad at you, you, you talk about me. Nobody trying to talk about you. But how I many you know the church I mean, we got to get, we, we got to, listen, we got to stop playing games. We got to come to a point, we got to say, you know what, you know what, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be not perfect because there are none of those. We're not talking about perfection because people make mistakes. But like I said, you don't make a mistake and lie. That usually takes some intent, some forethought. Now watch this, watch this. So you have a turn to Proverbs chapter number 11, if you will. I'm going to, uh, you know, 11 verse 3. Now, if you want to turn there, go ahead. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it because I don't have time to wait for you. Some of you who just read it really deep in your book, you already flipped to it. You're there. But the rest of you just act like you got it. Just act like you're already there. Don't worry about it. The integrity of the upright will guide them. Watch, I love this. But the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. You know, integrity is like a defense. You know, when somebody lie on you and you know that you know that you ain't done nothing wrong, your integrity is what will keep you. Your integrity is like protection. When you get, listen, when you compromise your integrity, you're exposing yourself. 
How many, you know that, how many know today that there are so many people who think it's okay to lie, to cheat? I was listening the other day, they had some number up about people, how they cheat on their spouses, how it's almost like, I mean, some crazy number. The moral decline of this nation is radical. I mean, there is so much unfaithfulness in the land, it is pitiful. And I am praying that the church will be the church and say, no, we're not going to go that way. Sometimes you just got to get mad and say, I ain't doing it. I've been called to live holy. The Bible says without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. We don't like holy messages no more. Come on. We don't like to hear holy messages no more. Oh, that's too strict. I want to be free. Free to do what? I want to be free to be in his presence. I want to be free to worship him. I, I want to be free to celebrate. I want to be free to give him the praise. I mean, I want to be, that's the freedom I want. I don't want no, the other stuff you call freedom was bondage. I've been there, did that, don't want it. I ain't trying to get locked back down. Some of you, come on, you were locked up in your sin. In chains. Why in the world you want to go back? It's like, a, it's like I'm saying, you're free, you're free, but you go back and pick up the handcuffs and put them back on yourself all over again. Why do you want to do that? That's good. That's good. That's right. Jesus says who the sun set free. Free indeed. Free yes. indeed. Hallelujah. Right. Now, your integrity will keep you and protect you from all kind of evil. I mean, it protected Joseph when he was accused of rape. You know, what, you know why Joseph didn't lose his life? Because of his integrity. <sighs> Some of you right now, you're going to be kept because of your integrity. You're a person of integrity. And everybody knows you might be crazy, you might be a nut, but they're honest. And you will drive some people crazy when you understand. Now watch this. I got, I got seven characteristics of a person of integrity. We're going to do this real quick. All right, watch this. Number one, a person of integrity, they admit when they are wrong. Did you hear, did you hear that? A person of integrity, they don't, listen, when you find a person of integrity, let, 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 me, let me explain this to you. When you find a person of integrity, they don't wait for you to come tell them that they did something wrong. A person of integrity, when they blow it, they'll be the first one to come up to you and say, look, let me tell you something that happened the other day. I did A, B, and C, and I'm guilty. And I want, I'll, I'll come to get it right with you. But people who ain't people of integrity, man, you know, they're shifty. They won't admit when they're wrong. You remember David, Psalm 51, real quick. Turn there real quick. Psalm 51, David. Now, I'm going to read as soon as I get there because I don't want to keep you here long. But David, how many minutes have I preached already? 31. 31. All right. All right. Here we go. David, Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God. Watch David. Now, you know what David did, right? Committed adultery with Bathsheba. Took another man's wife. Had him killed. 
David was confronted by Nathan the prophet about his sin. And David said this, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. Watch this verse number three, for I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. David came. David David attitude wasn't. Now, wait a minute. I just had a weak moment. I I just had a lot of stress. And, you know, you know, and, and, you know, because, you know, nowadays it ain't nobody's fault. You notice that nowadays? I mean, if you got an issue, if you kill 15, 20 people, it ain't my fault. I mean, seriously, I just go to court. I'm, I'm insane. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> really? Wow. Nobody likes to take responsibility anymore for what they do. We live in a generation, uh, you know, and where does that come from? You remember in the Garden of Eden? What did Adam say? She did it. And then what did she say? I mean, this thing been going on for you. Everybody passing the buck. It ain't my responsibility. But David stepped up. He says, no, no, no. I did. You, oh, God, God, forgive me. I blew it. Have mercy upon me, God. God, I, I've done this sin against you, God. God, I'm the one. Please have mercy on me. You know, that's a person of integrity. Because they admit when they are wrong. People are full of pride and you know, integrity. They always got a defense. If you blew it, just say, I blew it. I mean, if you mess up, just say, I messed up. I mean, ain't no harm. I mean, no, God, I'd rather have God's power than to, than to have you like me or, or have you look at me strange. I'd rather have God knowing that he's with me because at the end of the day, if I got him with me, then I'm good. Because you, in all, in all due respect to you, you probably can't help me really anyway. Amen. My issues go far beyond you. Amen. So I need to make sure I'm pleasing him. Are you tracking with me? Number two, a person of integrity, watch this, they first admit when they're wrong, but then they tell the truth. Tell the truth. Psalm 51 Six says, behold, you desire truth in the what? Inward parts. In the inward parts. We tell the truth. Somebody call on the phone. You know, we don't tell the kids, hey, t- t- tell them, I ain't here. No, just say you're unavailable. Hey, 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 here. Who is it? Who is it? Uh, tell him I'm gone. I won't be back for 10 years. I'm gone. I'm gone. Tell me, shh. Who is it? What? Tell me, shh. Tell me. Now, we laugh, but you know, we're just sending a message to our kids. It's okay to lie. Let me tell you something. Lying is wrong, wrong, wrong. 
We have to be people that speak the truth. But Jesus said we got to do it, but do it in love. So we tell the truth. If, some, if somebody come up and they want to talk, hey, you know, how did I do today? You know, my wife, she, you know, my wife come up to me sometimes. I don't know, I'm going to get in trouble. Y'all help me. Somebody please throw me a mulligan. But, you know, she'd come up and say, how I look, and, you know. And, you know, if she got a dress on something I like, I tell her, if it's something she don't, I just, I just, I, I can't lie. And she'll she use say, and here's what I do, I just go. Because <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm like, <laughs> you know, because you can't just tell her it don't look right. But I've been married long enough, my wife knows. But, you know, she just tells me straight up. I mean, she don't even try to, but that looked terrible. That don't even match. <laughs> she just, that don't, that don't match. That don't, you know, just, I'm just going to tell you. I mean, she don't even think, I mean, well, you know, men, I mean, that's, we are, you know, we, we are at a disadvantage on that one. But, you know, but, but that's no excuse to lie. I mean, come on. We got to be people to tell the truth. If your breath stinks, it stinks. Get a mint, hallelujah. Now, that's a, that's a little thing, but you know, some people think the little lies are okay. We're supposed to be people of truth. How my breast smell? You don't even have to tell me stink, just say here. <laughs> Take care of that. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. <laughs> All right. All right, number three, watch this. People of integrity, they guard their name. Proverbs 22, one says this. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Love and favor rather than silver and gold. A good name. How you know, boy, a good name, you know, uh, you want a good name. People that... Guard their name. They are careful who they run with. See, when you guard your good name, see, see, I may fell. Listen, I will talk to you, and I may hang out to you to an extent, but if I know you like to carry guns in the car, and you illegally have a gun, I'm probably you. Brother, can I give you a ride to the store? No, uh, I'll find a ride. And I'm trying to witness. I mean, brothers, you know, they, 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 you know. I know you like marijuana. You like to carry a little stash. I'm probably not going to just hop in your car. You come get in my car. Because the police pull over. They won't. Because I ain't trying to get jacked. Listen, I ain't trying to get caught up in nothing. Some folk, look, they just don't ponder the path of their feet. They just go anywhere. And they can't can't figure out why I keep getting in trouble. Who you running with? Evil. bad, Bad companies corrupt good morals. Right? So if you're a person of integrity, watch this. You're careful about who you hang out with. I didn't say you're careful. Listen, you talk to everybody, you witness, you share the gospel, but you make sure that you guard your name. Amen. That's my integrity. See, a person of integrity looks good, confident. I mean, there's a holiness about a person of integrity. There's a strength. There's an anointing. There's a power. Don't give it up for nothing. Don't give up your name for nothing. 
because you may regret it for the rest of your life if you do. Number four, person of integrity, watch this, they are not manipulative. Mm-mm-mm. Well, that's a hard word in some ways, isn't it? Look at uh, Matthew chapter 22, if you will. You know, you know, they were always trying, you know, you know who manipulative people are. Manipulative people always come to you and they act like they're on your side. They got, they, they, they want to present to you like they're one thing, but they got a whole nother agenda behind what they're doing. They manipulate. In other words, they, they act like they're butter, butter, but in actuality, they, 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 they just got an agenda. And, and when their expectation ain't fulfilled, they get ticked off at you. You ever know how people just get mad all of a sudden, like, what, what happened to you? You know, like my daughter, Destiny, when she was a little bit younger, she would say, uh, uh, you know, we're teaching her how to say, what happened? You know, you're supposed to say, what happened, P-E-N. She'd be like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> and, you know, you ever met people that are manipulative and they don't get what they want? And then all of a sudden they just flip on you one day. It's like the exes. You ever see them move the head, flip around? <laughs> Man, what? What happened? What happened? <laughs> they had an agenda. And people of God ought not be manipulative. We ought to be, listen, pure, good motive. I tell you what's up. This is what it is. This is the truth. Uh, you know, and this is what I'm after. How many know we don't need to play games to try to manipulate people? Watch this. And, and, and uh, look at this. Are y'all in Matthew chapter 22? I'm going to get there real quick. I guess I could just look at the screen. You probably got it up there. Yeah. But then the Pharisees, Matthew chapter 22, verse 15. Watch this. I mean, no, they tried, to, they, they tried to do this to Jesus. Watch this. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how they might entangle him in his talk. So why are they coming? But, but watch how they do it. Watch this. And they sent to him their disciples with Herodians saying, teacher, <laughs> you know, we know that you are true and teach the way of God in truth. Uh, nor do you care about anyone, for you do not regard the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness. Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius. And he said to them, whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, render therefore to Caesar's the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Verse 22. And when they heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. Now, you know why they came to Jesus like, like the way they came to him? Because they were really trying to trap him. They want to set him up because they wanted Jesus to, they want to be able to go back to the Roman authority and say, Jesus is teaching the people that they're not supposed to pay Caesar his money so they can have a reason to get him. But how you know Jesus saw that manipulation? Amen. You know, when you're discerning in the spirit, you'll discern when people are manipulative. You know, and sometimes you don't even have to let them know that you know they're manipulative. There have been people that I've dealt with, I knew they had an agenda. I just pray for them. I hope they come to the light. I hope they come to truth. People that are manipulative are not people of integrity. 
if you are a manipulative person that's trying to get your way, there's a manipulative spirit behind what you're doing, you're being dishonest. Just come on, just say what you want. Because you're usually a person that, see, this is hard because the person that's manipulative, they dress it up real nice. And they look very, very religious. Behind the scenes, you look behind, you pull away all the stuff. Oh, that's what you really want. Why didn't you just say it? Why you got to play these games with me? Let me know. We need to stay away from that kind of spirit. People of God are not manipulative. Watch this. Number five. We got to finish up. Number five. Their integrity influenced others in a positive way. People have integrity. Their integrity influenced others in a positive way. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Their their integrity influenced others in a positive way. Now, you know, were were you a person of integrity? You convict other people. If they're thinking about, if they're cheat and they steal and they lie and deceive, they're going to think twice about doing it around you. See, if they know Brother Jaime is a person of integrity, they ain't going to be trying to do no slim shade around him, but he's going to snitch. <laughs> he can't, can't do this around Brother Jaime because he, he'll get us in trouble. Because the person of integrity. See, when you're a person of integrity, you convict other people. To change. See, that's the power of integrity. That, that you show up on the scene, that, that people ain't just free to just do crazy stuff. They think twice. They may still do it, but they're thinking twice. I mean, how many of you, if you walk with the Lord, you know, people start cursing around you. You don't have to be a minister preaching. They just say, I'm sorry. I might get that like almost every day. They keep doing it. But some of them, they know they, they know they're blooded. Because in my culture, when I work at that, I mean, it's full of that. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. And then, you know, of course, I was, we had our men's study yesterday. We was talking. And, uh, you know, we talked about how sometimes people take the Lord's name in vain. And my brother had a perfect, Jeff had a perfect answer yesterday. Because I used the same thing. People take the Lord's name in vain. What the God got to do with that? Why are you taking Jesus? Did he have anything to do with that? Just why are you use taking my Lord's name in vain? See, when you're a person of integrity, you influence other people. We want to be influenced. What are we influencing our kids? What are we teaching our kids to be? You know, our kids watch every little thing we do. And, you know, of course, my kids, they'll, they'll just let me know right up front. I mean, they just come right up. Dad, Dad, what now? We influence people. to change their behavior when you walk in integrity. How many of you want to be an influencer? I mean, you want, you you know, and and, and you know what they will say to you sometimes is, you're holier than thou. You think you're better than. But you don't really think that. You're just trying to do right. And people that want to do wrong, they just want to keep doing wrong. And you you keep reminding them that they need to change, and they don't like that. Why are you in my business? Brother, I'm just living right. What's wrong? What'd I do? I didn't say nothing. Influence. Number six. We got to fit. 
People of integrity are blessed. Turn to 1 Kings real quick, real quick. We're going to be done in five minutes. 1 Kings chapter number 9, verses 3 and 5. And the Lord said to him, now this is Solomon. Solomon was blessed. How many know when you walk in integrity, God will bless you? Amen. How many you want to be blessed? Amen. You want the blessing of God on your life. Amen. You want the favor of God on your life. Amen. Integrity, you walk in your integrity, it's a reward. It rewards you. God will bless a person who have integrity. Watch this. And the Lord said to him, this is Solomon, I've heard your prayer and your supplication that you have made before me. I have consecrated this house because he was praying that the house would be sanctified, which he built, which you have built to put my name there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Watch this. Now, 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 if you walk before me as your father David walked, in what? integrity of heart and in what uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded you and if you keep my statutes and my judgments then I will establish your throne of your kingdom over Israel forever as I promised David your father saying you shall not fail to have one man on the throne of Israel forever I mean no we want you want a legacy of integrity you want to build a legacy of integrity. And David wasn't a perfect man, but you know what? David, but David just knew how to quickly say, I, I got issues. Some of us, we duck, hide. Make, no, I just. David's God said, David was a man after my own heart, but he was a man of integrity. And you will be blessed when you walk in integrity. I mean, no, if you tell somebody something, you better, you better live up to what you say. I'm amazed how many believers leave people hanging and then think it's okay to just say, well, I just had a bad day. I just changed my mind. I just I had a rough week. But you, at least you should make a phone call and say, here's what, you know, sometimes people just, they'll, a no-show. Where you at, bro? Well, you know. All not being named among the people of God. When we say something, we mean what we say, we say what we mean. This is what Christians do. How many know this is basic Christianity? This is really Christianity 101. This is something you should learn when you first get saved. Paul said you ought to be mature. I ought to be teaching you some strong stuff, but you ain't able yet because you're still babies. Isn't that what Paul said in Hebrews? Lastly, a person of integrity they live life as though God is watching. Look at Genesis 39, 39. This is the last scripture we're done. There is, there is no one greater. Now, now, you remember Joseph was accused of rape. Joseph could have did this sin and had sex with Potiphar's wife, and she has such power that probably nobody else would find out. Right? Because, you know, there are a lot of people, even in the church, that do stuff, and they think they can get it because nobody else will find out. But, you know, the Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. At some, point, at some point, payday has to come. But watch this. So you got Joseph, who have a golden opportunity. And I'm sure that Potiphar's wife, she's probably good looking. You know, the Pharaoh and all that group, they didn't marry no women that they weren't tight. They married women that was, you know, 
And she hawk up to him, lie with me. Joseph said, I ain't going to do it. Can't do it. Watch, watch. In fact, look what he says. This is what Joseph's response was to this woman who was trying to pull him down. How many know the devil is going to try to take your integrity? He's going to try to steal your strength. Do you hear me? He's going to steal. He's going to come at you before you leave here today. He's going to try to take your integrity. But watch what Joseph said. Joseph says, there is no one greater in this house than I. Nor has he kept back, talking about uh, her, uh, Potiphar's, uh, Potiphar's, talking to Potiphar's wife about Potiphar. Nor has he kept back anything from me but you. Because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against who? What was he thinking? God is watching me. He said, I can't do this. See, people of integrity, they live as though God is watching their every move. Don't be trying to fool people around you. Don't be trying to put on a happy face. (laughs) God sees everything we're doing. We how many know people don't get away with nothing. Everything that is covered gonna get revealed. Watch this. All the crookedness in the governments and all the and, and you know all of it is going to get uncovered at some point. Don't be surprised. You start pulling covers back. There's a whole lot of stuff that's going to shock a lot of people. <clears throat> I'm just telling you. And I believe that's prophetic. I believe that God's beginning to speak to my spirit that there's going to be a shaking and there's going to be some things coming up within the next couple of years that's going to get revealed and it's going to shock people and it's going to shake this nation like it's never been shook before. Even in a bigger way than Twin Towers and then 911. Because of all the lies, hypocrisy, and the deceit that's going on. It's a whole lot of it. And the church ought to be standing right there as a beacon of light. Let's not be people who present ourselves as people of character. Let's be people of character. Every head is bowed.